spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Thursday. Gatos and Chad Show. Chad's out today. Barry Markson is in. What is up? It's good to see you, Barry. Thank uh, you. Let's see. I have a question. Does your child have a better chance of surviving a school shooting if an on-campus police officer is there? So I bring this up because uh, yesterday, uh, Tom Horn, he is uh, the state superintendent of public instruction. He thinks that Chad and I are juvenile delinquents. I don't know why. We leave him nice messages all the time on that teacher snitch line. I don't know why he would have that impression. He wants SROs in uh, every classroom. Listen. Every, every class, class sorry, every school, every school. Okay, okay. So I think that there are some of you parents out there. They're like, yeah, let's let's do that. Uh, I don't want my kid to be talked about in the news because some crazy went in and shot the place up. Okay, but Horn has to decide, and he basically has. Do you want an SRO or do you want a school counselor? And what he has decided, and it's, I guess, we only have the money for one. And for me, it's kind of just a toss-up. Which one do you want to do? Do you want do you want the school counselor to find out if the kid is disturbed? Yeah. Or do you want an SRO an SRO to you know? Well, that guy's coming with the gun, and I got to yeah. shoot the guy dead, and I got to save as many kids as possible. That's the question that we've got. Yeah. And, and look, and there's a lot more issues that both a student resource officer things that they do in addition to just. You know, if there's a mass shooting potential there, right, and also a, a counselor. I mean, obviously, counselors deal with things with hundreds and hundreds of students every day. I mean, it's a, there's a lot of things going on in elementary school and high school. There's look, there's suicidal things. There's there's depression. There's all the mental health issues you can imagine, and even more so since COVID, that these that these uh, counselors are dealing with in school. So it's yeah. a, it's a huge resource and it's required for that. If the question is, if we're just focusing on mass shootings in school gatos, is and I have no problem with there being police officers in schools. I think there should be uh, those, especially in, in bigger schools. But it, let's face it; it's it's not. We'd had we had a bank just now where somebody walked in with a gun and there's armed security in there, right? And there and it still happens. I mean, right. this there, there's and the, there were red flags. The odds and we of, still couldn't stop it. The odds of the of the SRO of the officer being right where the shooter is, right? I mean, what are the odds of that? You know what I'm saying? My, my son, the kids go to schools with 2,500 kids in high school. The, the officer's going to be there somewhere, but the odds of him being right there, is he going to get there a minute faster than the police who have been responding to these things in three minutes, things like that? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not saying we shouldn't have it, but I got to tell you, having a, a psychological, having a counselor there, very, very important these days. Oh, listen to the study that was done on SROs. A right? 2021 study by the American Medical Association found that there were three times as many people killed when a school resource officer was present. More likely to be killed if the officer Three times more likely to be but, killed. But why? What's the, see, I, I, I appreciate that, but the uh-huh. fact is, what's, there's no correlation. Tell me what the correlation is. And in 2019, the Journal of Adolescent Health found no evidence that presence of SROs in schools lessened the severity of school shooting incidents. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the first one to say, uh, if I have a choice to have an SRO at a school or not have an SRO, I'm taking the SRO. Yeah. I'm not going to, I hear the study. I understand it. They've done their work on it. I'm still going to say, let's put an SRO in. But I do think, and I've talked to a lot of people about this, and even police officers, you know, have said to me off the air, an SRO at times, it'll, it'll give you a false sense of security. It'll If you're a parent and you're like, you know what? It's, I feel a lot better that my kids at a school with an SRO. It's a bit of a false yeah. sense of security. It, yeah, and I, I'll agree with you. It's not, a, and it's not just a bit. Then the I, guy in Florida I, was an SRO and he ran away. Right. Remember it's, that? It's, it's, it's not just, I agree with you 100%. And it's not just a small 
sense of security, it's really useless. And that's what these studies actually show. And, it, and I'm not even blaming the officer. The guy in Florida was ridiculous. But right. I'm not even blaming the officer. Even if there's an officer there, even if he gets to the gunman first, he, is he supposed to go in all by himself with nobody else there, no one else to... And I lay- promise you, he'll be outgunned. Because, well, because that guy will have an AR and of our officer course. will not. Even when two officers get there now, they have to... Someone's got to lay down some covering fire so the other one can move. They have right. to They have to work together to send in one guy with a pistol yeah. against a crazy person with an AR-15 Who doesn't weapon. care if he or she yeah. dies. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, but the odds of that police officer being right there at that moment, what, it's just, it's not going to work. It doesn't happen. So if you're asking me for a choice, it sounds great to say put the police officer in every school and forget mm-hmm. the counselors. But I'm going to tell you, from a real practical standpoint of how we're going to help kids more, having that counselor there right now, especially after COVID, mm-hmm. is very important. With all the anxiety, all the depression. Absolutely. All right. Um, Hey, are you ready to drink poop water? No. Why not? That's what we're doing in Phoenix. Apparently, Phoenix has announced plans to recycle wastewater for drinking purposes. (laughs) That's right. Anybody sit down in the toilet today? Well, get a drink of water later because that's the same water that you're drinking. They may have just cleaned it up a little bit. We're going to find out later how this how this is going to work. But I have to tell you, it doesn't sound very appetizing. It sounds uh, scrumptious if you ask me. It's not good. It's not good. So the plan is supposed to be implemented by 2030. So why don't we use that water for like watering the landscaping and stuff? So you get like compost and watering at the same might, time. They might do that. It might be the same stuff. Wouldn't that work? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right. But here is the thing. We got a water issue. Yeah. Uh, we got parts of the valley that don't even have any water. Scottsdale, a mayor. Big, big don't jerk. blame Scottsdale. Uh, I love that. I love that you live there and you're the, <laughs> the worst mayor in town. Okay. So <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. I, so, so it's toilet water being used. As drinking water. Now, on the ba- on just the, the the thinking of the basis of that, yeah, n- that's n- nobody wants to do that. But what if what if and they'll, this is what they're going to have to do? Prove to me it's not gross. Prove to me it's not disgusting. And you drink first. How about that? You drink it first. Well, you know what they what they should do once this is in place. Have the mayor and, and the city council have a taste test. You could and see if they can. You know, here's the poop water. Here's right. the non poop water. But if you can show me the technology. Yeah. And I, you know what? I got to, I got to tell you. Even if you show me the technology, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to do this. Gato's having a discussion with himself. I don't think if you so. Show me the technology. I'll drink. Nah, I'm no, not going to drink it. Either. it. I'm no. not going to do it. We might have to come up with a better name than poop water. Though. <laughs> you know, it, that is well, not going to get it. That's that's that's, that's what we number two water is not going to get it. Gato's either. trademark poop water. He yeah. owns that now. Number so, two water. <laughs> water number two. <laughs> Ode to number two. <laughs> All right, but what if, it, what if it helps the water situation in, in the Southwest? Well, here's the deal. If we're that thirsty, we'll drink it. <laughs> right? You've got I mean, a point there. Yeah, yeah. You've got we'll a point. Yeah. yeah, but somebody's got to explain to me how this thing is gonna is really going to go. Because, you know, because Kate Gallego, the mayor of Phoenix, is going to, you know, she what did she say? We're going to recycle around 60 million gallons per day wow. when they complete this project by 2030. And I'm just thinking... I know what everybody's thinking. It's gross. It's it's not what I want to feed my kids. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't pass the smell test. It doesn't pass the eye. There's nothing good about I it. I think it's going to pass the smell there's, test. It <laughs> <laughs> better. Pretty awesome. It better. Here, here's the deal, though. The, te- the technology that's available now yeah. is so amazing. And it's going on in places in desert communities. It's going on in Israel. It's going on in other places where they're they're having these issues. They're ahead of us. They're be- they have worse water issues than we do, even. And their technology, science, they've all come 
come forward and said, here's what we can do. Mm. So I, I have to think, whatever they've done, they figured out a way to clean this water where it's even cleaner than what you're drinking now. I don't now. know about that. That's my guess. Uh, Cynthia Campbell Maybe is... If you have it at uh, Costco in like a big bottle of water <laughs> or anything like that. You gotta buy like a double pack though, you know? <laughs> Cynthia Campbell is the Water Resources Management Advisor with the City of Phoenix. The water that you get out of the back end is very... All right, that's oh, enough. that was out a poor choice in the world. Poor choice. Jeez. Wow. Oh, that's the phenomenal. water that you get out of the back end tastes bad. Do you think? Do you think she made a bet with somebody in the office that said, "I'm going to get that into an interview"? And the be water the that air. you get out of the back end. <laughs> no. Oh no. All right, let's play the whole thing. The water that you get out of the back end is very, very similar to um, bottled water, especially in terms of its taste. So it tastes like uh, like bot like Bottle Arrowhead, water. like the, uh, the yeah. Kirkland water or the, uh, the fries know. water or whatever. All right, who hired her? <laughs> I'm sure she's a nice lady. She's very nice. But if you're the I'm one, sure she's good at what she does. That is supposed to tell me why I think this should be okay. Why it's not disgusting. The water that you get out of the back end <laughs> is the water the that you're going to get out of your tap. <laughs> that is the best. That is awful. Oh, <laughs> you don't like it out of the back end. No, I don't. They can call that Phoenix back end water. Yeah. I don't know. No, no good there either. Nothing good. No, you don't like that. All right. No. All right. All right. Uh, I'd water my lawn with it. <sighs> Suns are in the playoffs. Sunday, big game. We're going to give you a chance to score the hottest ticket in town. Suns playoff tickets right now. Uh, text ticket to 411923. Register. Listen for your name today at 4 o'clock for your chance to qualify. Game one tickets. See the Suns take on the Clips. Uh, that's ticket to uh, 411923. All right. Are gas prices higher in Scottsdale than anywhere in California? Wow. Is that true? We'll talk about it. Gatos Chat Show. All right, uh, Barry's in for Chad. Let's talk about gas prices in Arizona. They are extremely high. And the reason uh, is that we've got all these different type of blends, and so it makes gas more expensive. Uh, and we've got three blends. Most other places, most other states have like one, maybe two. We've got three, and we're paying through the nose. So get this, Barry. Uh, a month ago, last month, gas was just under $4 a gallon in Arizona. We're pushing five now. We're at four eighty. Yeah, three ninety five to four eighty. By the way, you would think in California that the gas prices would be higher than Arizona. They're ten cents higher than Arizona, and that is it. And by the way, in Scottsdale, four ninety three, four ninety three wow. for the cheap stuff. Guess who's paying four ninety three in California? Who? No one. No what? No one is paying. Somebody is. No. Oh, there has to be somebody. Scottsdale residents Man. are currently paying more no, money no, in gas. Know, it's better gas than Scottsdale. No, it's not. It's it is not. <laughs> it's got to be the. It's got to be better. Here's why here, are we paying more? Here's what we need to talk about. Let's just let's just rip the bandaid off. Okay. The reason we have three different types of blends in Arizona is we're trying to 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 make the air cleaner. Okay, right. I like it's, that. It's for the environment. You got to pick. Do you want dirty air and low gas prices, or do you want clean air and high gas prices? I'm just going to say this. I'm going for the dirty air. Oh, 
I'm going for dirty air and lower gas prices. And that, I don't care about saving a turtle. I don't care about a seal. I know I'm terrible. You are. Part part of the problem in Arizona, though, in addition to the blends, it's the demand. The demand here is so high. And that's what you were saying earlier. Mm. People are going to gas stations and they're out of gas. There are gas stations around the valley. There is no gas whatsoever. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's 115 degree weather. The water here is literally out of your toilet bowl. We have the (laughs) highest gas price in town. People keep coming. They keep coming to Phoenix. So it's that part of it is that demand is there. And that's also driving but shouldn't up prices. the demand be everywhere? Yeah, but if there's more people coming here, we maybe the okay. number of gas stations hasn't caught up yet. It's just higher demand. Yeah. Uh, right? Same thing with housing. That's why rent is so high. That's why housing's high. The demand, people are moving here, and we don't have the supply. Yeah. A lot of people are trying to go get gasoline over the last two or three days, and there's that yellow cover over, yeah. over it. So like that. Ugh. So our uh, gas prices are maybe the highest in the country today. Yeah. All right. Um why can't Arizona have red flag laws to remove guns temporarily from mentally ill people? Do we have that on the books? No. Do we not have that on the books? How does that work? Because I think a lot of people will look at it and say, why would someone who is not well be able to have a gun or buy a gun? Yeah. And I, you know, I was thinking about this a lot after what happened in Louisville just now, because the, the reports now are, the roommate knew the guy was having a mental health, having really major depression and mental health issues. And the mom was, mom called the police. Yeah, she called 911. She, she was concerned. So the people in this guy's life knew something was wrong. Something had changed. Something was wrong. Mm-hmm. He has guns. This is dangerous. And there's, in Arizona, when that happens, and it does happen, Gatos, right? You're living with somebody, your son, something changes, the chemistry's off, he has a bad time, and girlfriend breaks up with him. I don't know. Right. But people in your life, they see these things, and they should be. The laws in a lot of states say you can call the police, you can call law enforcement, and they have to get it. They have to go to court. They can't just show up and take your guns. Of course, they not. have to go to a judge. They have to get an order from the judge. You have to show evidence of what's going on, and then and only then can the police go and temporarily take your guns. And for me. That makes a ton of sense. You want to do something constructive. You want to say these shootings aren't, it's not the gun doing it, it's the person, it's mental health. Let's put money into mental health. Okay. Here's a situation where family members, friends, people who love this person are saying, this is a, this is an issue for himself. We're worried about him or her and, and the people they're around. Why can't they do it? And the folks will say, Gatos, because you're going to come take my guns. There's going to be mistakes. They don't give the guns back fast enough. That stuff could be addressed. That's why the court's involved. It's not just, it isn't just some ex-girlfriend going over to the police and saying, my boyfriend having a mental health breakdown go take his guns. You have to prove yeah. they'll put you through some sort of a test. Yeah. But what if but what if it is what you said? You've got an, an ex-boyfriend, an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Girlfriend. Uh, I don't like my ex. I, you know, he's got a lot of guns, and I don't really think he's going to do anything, but I just want to screw with him. So I'm calling the cops and saying, you know what? My, uh, my boyfriend is off his rocker. You should go take his guns. And then all of a sudden, this guy who's totally fine, you know, he's got to get put through a ringer. Yeah. He's got to get put through the ringer. Uh, how is that right? That's well, not right. Again, you're not getting arrested. No, nobody's talking about no. arresting anybody for this. But it, it's it, and there's things you can put into the law to protect against that. You can make it a punishment if you falsely report somebody. There's things you can do. But the important thing, I think we would all agree, is if we're, there's a no a person who we know, who family and friends know, is having this kind of an issue, shouldn't we have a mechanism in place to say, hey, we're going to temporarily take your guns. Let's get you some help. Let's get this figured out. It, I think that makes sense for all of us. It makes sense. Uh, I know that police, there are a lot of police officers that are very uncomfortable doing that. Of course. It's a dangerous thing. You don't know who you're dealing with. If, if there's someone, that person might feel that he is backed into a corner now. That could be. And he's up in his apartment. He's got 10 guns. There's, and the cops are coming. What yeah. is he going to do? Well, it's there's very a, dangerous. There's a ton of states that do this already. 
And I'm sure there are examples. You can see that. There's training. Maybe send a counselor. I don't know. But there, it isn't like we're just inventing this out of whole cloth. This has been going on for years yeah. in the United States. We can see the best ways to do this. All right. Five minutes. Becky Lynn reads the news. All you right. and I are going to interrupt. We react to the day's top stories. It's a segment at 3.30 every day we call Holding Up the Headlines. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic, now. It's 3.30, and you know what that means. Oh, it's time for us to hold up the headlines. Here we go. Becky Lynn, give us some headlines. KTAR News, eyes on education. Many schools were faced with high numbers of frequently absent students after the COVID-19 pandemic. But the Buckeye Elementary School District has been able to drastically reduce its chronic absenteeism. Superintendent Christy Wilson explains chronic absenteeism is when a student misses 18 or more days of school. We started the the school year off with a rate of 29.64%. And we set a goal for ourselves to decrease that by 5%. Well, the district's rate is now at 15%. Wilson adds this is a result of buy-in from the faculty, the parents, and the students. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. I remember a couple weeks ago, we actually asked parents to call in and and said, would you give your kid a mental health day? You remember that? It was kind of split. I mean, 20, 30 years ago, if... We asked our parents for a mental health day. They would have smacked us. Smacked us. Okay, but there is something. <laughs> but, but, but life is different now. And kids are, you know, we have the internet. We've got the cell phone. We don't have that 30 years ago and that kind of thing. So we know that kids are suffering from depression, anxiety, more than we did when we were kids. Yeah. But, you know, there's also that, you know, I know, I know a parent who's, uh, their, their daughter broke up with the boyfriend in high school. Oh, you can have three days off of school. Three days. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Make her go to school. Yeah. No, I read I read when I was, I read an article about this uh, uh, last week, and there was uh, a mom who just let her let the kid stay home, an elementary school kid. Kid didn't feel good. Kid didn't want to go to school. Okay, and no. the, the kid's missing twenty five days of school. It's incredible. No, so that that's got to end. But this, I think, what, this program is amazing because it's working with the parents, working with the teachers, giving incentives to classrooms. They basically give incentives to classrooms that if you have a certain number of days in a row where everybody shows up, perfect attendance, they bring you in pizza. If you do it ten days in a row, you get this. So and, we're bribing and, kids and, to go to school. Well, but, but you know what now. You you have the kids want to be there. They love getting that extra yeah. recognition. It's it's working, and that's a great thing. All right, we're holding up the headlines. We do it every day at 3.30. Becky Lynn reads the news. Uh, we uh, interrupt and uh, react to the day's top stories. Governor Katie Hobbs vetoed a bill today that would have increased the penalty for a person convicted of selling fentanyl to a minor, saying that she thinks the focus needs to be on the manufacturers of the drug. When asked if he agreed with the governor's decision, Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Pinzone tells Arizona's Morning News. You can do both. I mean, I don't know why you, you would want to dismiss the fact that if someone's if someone's on your straight poison says, here, take this, and if it takes your life, so be it. I don't think that we can ignore that you are culpable in distributing something that is deadly. And he admits what the penalty should be is rather complicated. KTAR, breaking news alert. Well, this just into the KTAR News Center. State Senator Raquel Tehran is stepping down. 
Her office confirmed she handed in her letter of resignation today, but didn't say why. This comes after she was just elected to the state Senate in the November midterm. She was a member of the state House of Representatives from 2019 to 2022, and she was also the Democratic Party chair. Again, state Senator Raquel Turan is resigning from her job, and we'll have more on this breaking news coming up in less than 15 minutes. A reminder that you can get those breaking news notifications right on your phone if you download the KTAR News app. And for more, go to KTAR.com. So in the last two days, we've had a Republican House member in Arizona, Liz Harris, get booted, get voted out. Now we've got a Democratic state senator... Yeah. Stepping down. Well, and she's stepping. I don't know why she's stepping down. We don't have the report yet. But is she on the take from the drug cartels no, like Harris? Stop is that it. Wrong? Stop it. No, she's uh, now she was thinking about running for uh, Ruben Gallego's seat in Congress. So it could be that she's stepping down to kind of get ready to gear up for that run. There's a lot of Democrats going to run for that seat, Gatos, because you know why? It's a solid Democratic seat. You get that seat, you're in there forever. Hmm. You own that. You own the, the seat if you well, want. Why to do doesn't that. she do double duty? That, well, she could, but maybe she doesn't like doing that. Maybe she thinks that's wrong, which it is, and maybe uh, she wants to make sure she get her focus where she is. Okay. She she was the Democratic Party chair up until uh, this year. She did it for the last election cycle for two years. All right, we're holding up the headlines. What was that last one? <laughs> Authorities have made an arrest in connection to the leak of those secret Pentagon documents last week. The FBI tracking down the suspected leak source in Massachusetts today. Now in custody, a man identified as 21-year-old Jack Teixeira in North Dighton, Massachusetts, whom authorities suspect is behind those Pentagon document leaks. Given his military background, the FBI brought heavy firepower with them to make the arrest. Teixeira is a Massachusetts Air National Guard member and is alleged to to have shared those highly classified records in an online private group on the site Discord. The National Guard telling ABC News it takes the issue very seriously and any attempt to undermine national security compromises the agency's values and degrades trust. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. And ABC News has learned that Teixeira could make his first court appearance as soon as tomorrow. Yeah, the incredible thing is uh, I think this guy's 21 years old. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's 21. He's really, really young man. And this this was serious, Gatos. I mean, he, this leak uh, hurts the Ukraine. It hurts the United States. It, it revealed an awful lot of, uh, you want to call it spying or intelligence work that the United States was doing, uh, not just on our enemies, but also on our friends. Um, it's it's changed some relationships. A it's, a, it's a bad thing. Is he a traitor? Uh, I, I would say yes. Yeah. Uh, and what's I, the penalty for that? If you give leaked, if you leak documents... That yeah. are classified. Do you do you offhand, Barry, know what that would, what I, that I, would be? Well, I know for treason it could potentially be death. I don't right. know that it would be in this case, but right. uh, yeah, it's it's not a good. What thing. are you thinking? If you're 21 years old, what in your guardsman? What are you thinking? Yeah, and I don't well, know what. Do you he's... think that it's not that we're not going to find out that it's you? Yeah, or are you um, are you not on our side? <laughs> yeah. That's the, the other thing. Are you? I'm sure we'll find out more of what his motivation was. It didn't hopefully, take long. Sure, did. No, they find him fast. And he's yes. a te- he's a tech guy, so maybe he thought he was doing it somehow, and he'd be undetected. But uh, yeah, you can't you can't hide that stuff anymore unless you're really nope. good. All right, every day three thirty, we hold up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news. We interrupt and to give you our take on the day's st- uh, top stories. It's brought to you by Carol's Buyers dot com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Coming up next, uh, Governor Katie Hobbs. Oh, she says her red pen is uh, bringing. Insanity to Arizona. All the vetoes. Is she right? Next. The Gators and Chad Show. Afternoons. All right. Uh, chat's out. Barry Markson is in. So, the governor of Arizona, Katie Hobbs, first hundred days yesterday. So, 
She's got a big red pen, and she's certainly using it to veto. Uh, As I've said, listen, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a skeptic. Uh, I liked Karen Taylor Robeson, and that's that's who I wanted to be governor. Certainly not Carrie Lake, uh, but I did vote for Governor Hobbs. The reason I voted for her is so she could veto stuff. I know that sounds weird, Barry, but, like, you know, we have a a MAGA... um, legislature and that's just a fact and some people love it and some people don't and and that's fine but i don't want far right laws in the state of arizona i'm an independent there's a reason why a lot of independents voted for hobbs and by the way a lot of republicans voted for hobbs because they didn't want the crazy so governor hobbs has had to use the veto pen she says she's bringing sanity to arizona you think she's right yeah, I, I think she is. I, I think she's doing what exactly what you just said, Gatos. I think she's doing what many of us who voted for her uh, w- wanted her to do, which is to kind of put the brakes on this this legislature. You know, it's interesting. The Republicans have the same majority, a one-seat majority, just like last session, mm-hmm. but the but it's moved even further to the right. A lot of MAGA representatives in there, a lot of turnover, and a lot of uh, M- the MAGA folks are in there. And the stuff that she's stopping is that this is exactly why you didn't want Carrie Lake in the governor's office. She would have signed a lot of this stuff. And some of it, you can look at it and say, well, this this makes sense. Like, why don't we want to get rid of the food tax? Why don't we want to uh, you know, charge people who give you fentanyl more at a, at a higher rate? But real governance is working with folks on both sides. Real governance is talking to the governor's office and saying, this is what we're proposing, what do you think? And maybe there's some modifications made. The Republican legislature right now is not doing any of that. They're just passing stuff like it's a show. They're putting stuff out on on social media. Look what we did. Mm. Setting it up for a veto, and then she vetoes it. So, now, the good news is the governor's saying, I'm working with the Republicans now on the budget. We're very close. That's what she said. So, it's they're going to have to do a budget at some point, but it's in secret. And you want to know why? Because the Republican leadership can't have their folks knowing that you're working with the governor. They're going to be upset about that. It's ridiculous. It's, that's what's going to happen. That's what's so, happened in this day and age. We're not allowed to work together. Right. You know, I remember John McCain told me many years ago uh, that he was having, I think, what did he say? He was having lunch with Joe Biden. And a bunch of a bunch of people on the Republican side said, you can't be, you can't be seen doing that kind of thing. And he's like, what do you mean? Well, I mean, you're, uh, you're eating with a Democrat. Uh, you might not want to do that anymore. Yeah. And and so it started in the 90s, and it's just gotten continuously worse. Uh, and yeah. it's, at the, it's, it's probably at the worst point right now. I, I have to tell you, it re- I agree with you, and it's, it's going uh, on both sides. The extreme members of Congress and the extreme members in our legislature have really taken control of each party. And that's why I'm such a big fan of, of some type of change to our system where we have open primaries, which are ways to get more money. You could have two Republicans running in the general election in a Republican district, but maybe... Maybe you'll have a far right Republican and a more moderate Republican and let everybody vote on those people and let's see what happens. My guess is we get folks who are willing to work with everyone in the legislature and we get much better governance. All right. Uh, There's a story about homelessness I think we need to look into. Yes. So, uh, you know, there's some people that are just down in their luck and they and they've lost their home and they're homeless. And it's very sad. There are other people that have been on the street for a while. They're mentally ill. Don't know where to go. There are other people that are on the street, and they're just doing drugs like you wouldn't believe. You know, Chad and I went down to the zone. We saw a ton of people doing drugs. We saw prostitution. It was terrible. There's a story that is coming out of New Mexico that there are people in Arizona that are getting in a white van and driving out to Albuquerque. (laughs) Yeah. 
and they are picking up homeless people and driving them back to Phoenix. Then why are they doing that? Okay. It's a scam. It's, cra- it's a scam. It's a scam. All right. Because I got to tell you, getting anybody out, out of Albuquerque, you should give them like mm-hmm. a, there should be like a ribbon that comes with right, them, a little right? award. Yeah. So hundreds of people have gone missing. Albuquerque's like Tucson if it hadn't been fixed up. <laughs> In Albuquerque. <laughs> hundreds of homeless people right. are missing. Yeah. And so what's happening is they're coming here, but they're being duped into coming here. There is some scam that is coming out of Phoenix. People here that are driving there, white van, put the homeless people in. And they promise them rehab. They promise them housing. But you got to come with us to Arizona. Now, the the thing that is bizarre is, well, how do you, what kind of scam is that? How are you making money on scamming homeless people and taking them from Albuquerque to Phoenix? Take a listen. Once they're in Arizona, the people were um, made to sign up for a specific type of um, native health insurance and also to sign up for Arizona food stamps. Um, and then kicked out and stranded in Arizona. And so the whole Medicaid scam is they would then use that person's name, the the rehab, so-called rehab, but then use that person's name, pretend they were a patient, and bill for services that they never rendered. Oh, my. So that so they're going to get all kinds of money off, off of this. Uh, now, why can't they grab somebody out of Phoenix to do this? That's the part I don't understand. It's a great point. But that's, that's yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, but it's uh, but it's interesting. They're going to Albuquerque. They're getting people off the street, promising them all sorts of stuff in Phoenix. They get them here. They use them, and then boom, they let them go. I mean, frankly, you could do. Couldn't you just do that in Albuquerque? But say you're from Phoenix. I mean, what? How would anybody even know? I don't know. Yeah, it's a really it's weird scam. And so this, is, but what it's also doing is it makes our homeless problem worse. Yeah. Now we've got hundreds of people on the street. More people. Yeah. So what do we do? Do we give them a bus ticket back to Albuquerque and say, sorry, you got scammed. Do you want to go home? Uh, yeah. The, the home, I don't know. The homeless situation is going to be bad uh, regardless, but that's uh, that's awful. Has there, are there, I wonder if there are any leads on trying to find the people who are doing this. I mean, I would assume they'd see it's, a white van. and yeah. it's, it's interesting because um, some of these scammers have left business cars, cards with the homeless in Albuquerque. So there was a television station in Albuquerque that tried to figure out how the homeless population was being scammed, scammed. So they took the business card and they called. And a lot of times it went to voicemail. A lot of times it went to voicemail. They finally got somebody on the line and the guy just sounded like a crook. Yeah. You know, he was double he was like double speaking and what do you call that? Double talk. Double talk. Yeah. And he, like let's ask you a question and then he double talks you don't get it and at the end he hangs up. So it's obviously a scam. Okay. Um but I don't know how you stop it. That's the thing. How do you stop it? Because now we've got who knows the homeless situation in the zone we could have a couple more, a couple hundred more people down there. Yeah, that, well, not in the zone. They're they're tearing that thing up. That's going to be gone by July. We'll see. It's gone. I don't know, man. The court said you have to get rid of it. It's that going. Does, yeah, I don't. But where are you going to put everybody? I don't know. How about New Mexico? <laughs> Bring them to New Mexico, <laughs> right? All right. Coming up next, you know uh, that uh, Representative uh, Liz Harris, Arizona House, she got booted yesterday. Gone. Yeah, but I think now we found out the real reason she was booted. And we'll have that story coming up next, the Gatos and Chat Show.